Are you okay that we now move into the final session? Okay, great. So we have a cake-rich uh, artist and cool person, uh, also uh, part of founder and runner, <coughs> organizer, carrier uh, of Ferrer Trade, which is a form of institution, form of company, but also uh, it's an uh, artwork. So, uh, Kate going to uh, give like 10-15 minutes talk which could inspire us in uh, dealing with the collective parts. And then we will have short break and then rearrange the room a little bit and then dive into the collective parts. <laughs> And uh, there it is in my suitcase, <laughs> and 
um, triumphantly uh, being delivered to a happy customer by yeah. someone else, of course, um, in Brussels. And um, there's, oh, there's the olive oil, so the um, also produced by a friend, friend and um, being delivered into the collection of the um, Victoria and Albert Design Museum mm -hmm. in London. Um, that's the type of way it travels, and of course, um, when I was coming here, I asked you know, want any products, and they said, oh yes, we'll take 10 liters of olive oil. And I was oh, great! <laughs> I carried this in my two backpacks through Bristol on foot to the railway station, many transitions to the hotel, and then finally to here, so I'm very glad to get rid of it. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's obviously an exercise in heroic um, transport. Um, and, and using hotels and other um, infrastructure as the depots. So, here's some blue corn arriving from Mexico and being left at the Holiday Inn in London, and I went and picked it up um, and some grappa in another hotel. Um, and so, so these, these infrastructures that are um, you know, obviously quite hostile spaces um, in some of their kind of markings um, and airports um, become part of the infrastructure that I use as my, um, you know, that, that's, that's my, my business infrastructure. So that's the um, seaweed um, in Maine um, airport, no, it's a bar harbor, a tiny airport in Maine um, being identified as a suspicious vegetable matter. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying, do you mind if I take photos? And she was like, go ahead, you know, it's the best um, uh, data for the project. Um, so the seaweed travels by a very variety of planes, um, and it's very light, so, you know, carbon pollution is tiny, um, and ends up in Bristol. Um, and it's eaten. So, oh yeah. So, and this is now I'm trying to reflect in from the last discussion, which is hard to synthesize on the run. But um, so money changes hands for product. Um, the couriers uh, try carry stuff out of uh, friendship or obligation, um, <laughs> and um, but the money the the producers get paid, and then I make a markup, and you know it's like it's like another business. So there's a monetary element to it. But um, it's actually, I read a great line about this um, that Anand Singh wrote, who's my, now my business guru, um, and she's an anthropologist, but she writes really well on business. And um, the, the, a, a mode of um, business that she identifies as pre-capitalist, where money changes hands, but um, uh, slips away without forming an investment. So this is very much, um, in my thinking, a um, non-capitalist element of the business that the money, you know, that I pay the supplier and then I, I get paid for the product and then I pay the supplier again. So it's a, it's a mode of um, uh, trading that is not only ancient but actually extremely common um, still. So just identifying the different roles of monetary payment within these systems is quite important because money does very different things in very different situations. Um, so to get to why I'm doing this, um, so I started with various naive questions back in 2003 and, um, and one of them was, you know, why is trade bad and lots of commodity and that kind of thing. Um, but I was also looking at the ecosystem around me as an artist, and many of the issues that have come up here today, the sort of 
complex relationship with these sort of um, actually flights and hotels and uh, nice meals, such as um, have been experienced by many here, where they're both um, fantastic because they're, they're the space in which all of the culture gets made and we get to meet each other and exchange ideas and these very precious connections get made, these translocal connections that we can take back to our own communities and um, also have some respite from our own communities by you know, sharing these similar problems and, and ideas together. But of course, then at the same time, there's this money and it's coming from the funder and then it's going to the airline and to the um, NH hotels. Um, and so what to do with this infrastructure? Um, and I liked what um, someone said yesterday about not erasing but supplementing. Um, and so... Here are the, um, so I, I, I database all my every shipment gets database, which is the art part, and, um, and the, here are all of the sponsor logos for my business, um, which are organizations that have um, uh, deliberately or accidentally supported it through the funding and transport and the death And most of these are friendly, some of them are uh, hostile and wouldn't know that they're there. <laughs> this, this, is, this is an ecology. And we have different relations, these are different sized animals, but they all come out the same when you put the logos together. Um, and databases can be good. And, um, and so this, this is the this, this complex ecology of, of resourcing, there's money in here, there's other types of support, and this is one way of laying out this system for what can be, what can be used in this ecosystem. Um, here's another way of rendering it, which is why I need to be at the computer. So this is a very you know, clear map. The entire network over there, the entire time, it's not quite today. But, um, all those company movement deals and drinks right in the um, And so here, this traces the movement of all the coffee shipments in the network almost to date, um, which is, you know, very um, useful data. And um, what it is basically, it's autobiographical. This is, this is my self-portrait, but it actually is not just me. And it's a self-portrait over time of the trader and its, and its extended social networks. So in this very easy-to-read map, you can start building <coughs> up an idea of the um, densities, connections, and relationships between all of these things in the ecosystem, some of which are railway stations and airports, and some of which are um, homes, and some of which are, um, yep, there's a hotel, station, um, supermarket, and then some, you know, major arts organisations in there as well. Um, so, uh, and here's another way to look at the project. And again, so now I'm starting to try and separate out or, or just identify bits of money and resources because I'm trying to lead into the next session with like the part, right? So here's resources. So this is this is um, 300 kilograms of olive oil um, departing its producer in Spain and um, getting loaded onto a sailing ship because through this project I met the um, sailing became part of the Sailing Cargo Alliance, which is a group of enthusiasts. Um, <laughs> trying to reinvent the historic art of um, sailing cargo, and a lot of you probably know the Dutch 
uh, section of that, the Tres Hombres. Um, this is one of their ships. And um, there it is, loaded on board. So this is social connection and transport. Um, and there it is getting loaded into the lift in my building, and then it gets loaded into my bedroom. And in my bedroom, I have a wall of olive oil. So I have like a wall of fat, very high quality fat. But both would keep, you know, in a, in a survival situation, I could probably stay alive on the um, calories and the density vitamins. Um, but also, I've got something that I can trade. I've got something. So, so it's a way of storing value, um, and also a way of inciting relationships. Because people come around to my flat to pick up their olive oil because I get sick of carrying it around and so many. Um, and this, this is the current shipment that is actually uh, was supposed to arrive in Bristol yesterday and didn't quite. Um, so, oh yeah. Um, so there's 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 a complex relationship here between money, resources, and the real and I will also use the word richness of relationships um, that these things can generate that are much richer than if you went and the easy route and went to the supermarket and bought some olive oil, you would save so much hassle. However, all of the stuff that gets generated in all of this completely inefficient um, if you have only one measure of efficiency, which I would <laughs> transactions. Um, so I'm going to segue into my opening for the collective part, um, and you can still have a break. Um, so, because I just, that's how I've lined it up. Um, so, the collective pod is not my project, it's Casco's project, and I was asked to kind of do an opener for it. Um, and so, I had my first discussion with Bennett about it on Monday, so it's something I'm, you know, I, I didn't devise the experiment, but I've been thinking about it. Um, and so, I just want to see it with a few further thoughts on um, money and resources, because that's what we've got on the pot, money and resources. And um, I also, I was invited on the basis of being a federal economist, and, um, which I can prove, because I have a graduate certificate, which I learned at undercover as an artist. Um, and um, so I've been studying business and economy through various things, as have many people in this room. So I feel like I'm you know, one of many federal economists here, for sure. And actually, most rooms have a lot of federal economists in them. And, um, and I just realized that I didn't translate the word feral, which I was going to do up front, because I know that most people outside of um, English native speakers don't know it. And it means um, uh, an, an animal that's gone wild, uh, wasn't wild, and then has gone wild, but isn't really wild. So a pigeon is a feral pigeon. It's, it's not like a, there's this category of wild that is like it's urban, it's, it's like sharing stuff with us, um, it's doing wrong things. So, so it's a really kind of um, pejorative, like negative opinion of wild or problematic opinion of wildness. But I'm trying to get away from a folkloric idea of trade as being romantic to a more messy, muddled idea of trade. Um, and same with economics, and that it's it's kind of it's kind of DIY. You know, the pigeon is my is my kind of um, totem character. <laughs> 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 
And so what an extraordinary offer to make. It's like, it's kind of, is there a use value? Um, you can't sell it, you can't remove it, but then you're next to another famous filmmaker. So there's something really mysterious and wonderful in that that gets away from the whole concepts of currencies and use and um, these kind of things. So I've just, I'd just like to leave those things as ideas with which to start to open up the collective pot experiment. Thank you. So we are in the final session, um, which is named as an unlearning future. Uh, after five different sessions, so unlearning maintenance and unlearning colonial and modern institutions, and we had unlearning movement and unlearning art economy. Then followed by the unlearning uh, funding paradigm, and here we are in the time of unlearning future. Um, I'm behind a naming this session, <laughs> um, but I was thinking of I think two things: one, the uh, issue of continuity, like pressure, but also necessity to continue to carry on what we share here and then share relation. But at the same time, uh, to be free from uh, concern or something that makes you uh, intense or too tense, uh, like in the situation of financial uh, speculative economy. So wanting to avoid that. That's what I was thinking behind this expression of unknowing future. And the collective part, so there are a lot to reflect now about like transaction around various needs and various values uh, and uh, certain resources that we have, especially that are not monetary. Um, we at Costco, actually, never charged for anything. Uh, only thing that we ask to pay is actually books. Um, so, in that light, this oh, also additionally, when we were thinking of membership and assembly, that we thought this could be a different way of uh, financing and harmony. So, member and organize themselves around it. But we are not there yet. So this uh, proposal for collective part, also in relation to temporariness of these assembly members, uh, is an exercise, an experiment. Um, so, um, I hope you enter into this exercise uh, with me next to Kate without being too serious. serious. <laughs> 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 um, uh, well, we will elaborate about serious.
seriousness. <laughs> <laughs> seriousness. Um, and just as a also a disclaimer, the Casco team member who get more or less uh, <coughs> regular wage or salary and payment didn't put uh, didn't make any contribution, both financial and non-financial. Uh, we thought we have to remain outside and defining our role as uh, uh, to uh, set up in our space and facilitate uh, the assembly. Yes. So how do we actually deal with this collective part? Finna <laughs> <laughs> so asked me this on Monday. <laughs> and, um, uh, so what I was thinking, right, is um, so we're unlearning and we're artists, and artists are good at playing with form. Um, so how do we unlearn funding, unlearn money, unlearn selecting what we're going to do with this? So um, my idea, which is what we're going to do, has not been done before, so it might not work, um, is uh, we're going to do, we're going to, um, we're going to throw it on the floor. We're going to throw the resources, that's of money, um, and we're going to throw the resources on the floor. Throw, you have to, no, don't, don't, Very um, meaningful shape. <laughs> <laughs> um, ordering. <laughs> 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 